You're listening to The Itch, a podcast exploring all things allergy, asthma, and immunology. I'm your co-host, Courtney, a real-life allergy, asthma, and eczema girl. And I'm your second host, Dr. Payal Gupta, a board-certified allergy, asthma, and immunology doctor. Courtney and I hope to balance each other out so that we get you all the information that you want and need about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first episode of The Itch. Uh, We thought it would be fun to start the podcast out with learning a little bit more about Dr. Gupta's journey into the world of medicine and what she does as an allergist and immunologist. Uh, We also want to briefly cover what is an allergy. But before we start that, you should probably know about how we met. Hi, Courtney. I am so excited to start this conversation with you. And as context, just so you guys know, I think we've only known each other for eight months now. And we met at this really cool event in DC um, called the Allergy and Asthma Day on Capitol Hill. Um, And it was a day where a bunch of patients, uh, allergy advocates and doctors um, kind of get together and make sure that the interests um, of patients are heard by the government. So I really enjoyed that event. What did you think about it, given that you're a Canadian living in Berlin? Yeah, I know. I couldn't be like more foreign because I'm Canadian, but everything I deal with on a medical level is in Germany. Uh, But I was there. And what I thought was so amazing is that it was a place to tell my story as someone living with allergies. And it was the first time where you were like, I'm telling my story. And I know that telling my story here on Capitol Hill can make an impact to help other people living with the same conditions as I am. Uh, For me, the big thing was getting sesame recognized as an allergen. And it was the first time that I felt really empowered. And it, it was very inspiring, actually. And it was very informative because in between different talks, because we were together the whole day, we got to hang out and talk and I got to learn so much more about allergies, asthma, eczema, and Seriously, when I got home after that event, I went and booked an appointment with my doctor right away because I realized how much I didn't have under control. Wow. It was it was just mostly from our conversations that you felt that you wanted to do that? Yeah. Like, I remember <laughs> sitting there and I was cross-legged and, and you noticed that I had eczema on my feet. And I was <laughs> like, what? She can tell I have eczema on my feet? That's crazy. Yeah, I'm really good right now. (laughs) That's true. I think we talked about patch testing and you kind of got more interested in doing some more testing and kind of getting that looked at a little bit more. So that's, yeah, I mean, those, I think it's those kind of informal conversations that really help patients sometimes more. And that's kind of what I find through Instagram too. I mean, in a weird way, I'm learning so much more about patients and, um, all the different things that they kind of think about on a daily basis that I wouldn't really understand just by seeing somebody in clinic for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's, that was like the amazing thing for me is kind of the opposite or, you know, coming from the other side of the table is being able to connect with you and feeling like we can have just a conversation about what's going on in my life. And I'm not there in a formal setting made me ask questions that I would normally not think about asking which I think is the basis of why we decided to start this podcast, really. 
yeah, I think it's going to be fun to just kind of go back and forth and talk about the different topics and really be able to delve into them a little bit deeper than what would be possible in a 15 minute doctor visit or, you know, what you read in a article online. It's just, I, I think it's different to be able to kind of go back and forth a little bit in that conversation. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's nice to have this opportunity, you know, with all this technology like Instagram and podcasts, we can take that conversation outside of the doctor's office and we can, you know, help patients find more informed information because I know it's easy to go to Google and just be like, what is this weird bumpy thing on my arm? And then you have all of these crazy answers, but it's like you need to find the voice that speaks to you and the voice that's researched. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we're trying to be that bridge between kind of questions that patients like you have, and then also getting um, informed information through a conversation and not just through a search online. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that you can ask me questions and I can do the same, and we can kind of get a nice um, kind of back and forth banter. Yeah, I think I think let's jump into it, right? Because you know what I have note, learned from you is that an allergist sees tons of conditions. There's so many different types of allergies, and then there's so many other things that come along with it. What I want to know is from food allergies to asthma and even immune dysfunction, that's what you see, right? Yeah, actually, the field of allergy and immunology is really interesting because we see conditions that affect all parts of the body from head to toe, including the skin, the eyes, the nose, and the, even the GI tract. And so the most common factor, though, uh, or the common factor in all of these conditions is the immune system. And that's, you know, and that's really what we need to focus on is essentially the immune system for environmental and food allergies is overreacting, right? And um, when the immune system doesn't react when it should, for example, to infections, then we call it immune deficiency. So as an allergist, I see both of those kind of extremes. I see an immune system that sometimes isn't reacting the way that it should to infections. And then I also see that immune system that's overreacting to things like the environment and foods that we want to be able to eat. And that's basically you know, the, the overspanning kind of view of what I see every day. So an allergy would be when your body is overreacting to things. Can you explain more about what that would look like for a patient? So when the body encounters something that it's allergic to, it causes the body to release chemicals that cause irritation and inflammation. That's a really simplified version of what happens. Is there a specific term for these chemicals that the body releases? Right. So there's actually a lot of chemicals that are released during an allergic reaction, but the main chemical that um, that is released is something called histamine. And so histamine is released from um, cells in our body called mast cells. And once histamine is released, it causes a cascade of events in the body that lead to the itching, the inflammation, like the irritation, and even it can lower your blood pressure in certain reactions. So that explains a lot for people who take antihistamines and they don't even know what the heck they're taking them for. It's they're taking them against histamine. So when I'm around, say, a cat, my body then releases histamines and I would take an antihistamine so that these 
effects don't happen to me like the itching the inflammation you know my eyes basically become like hitch in the movie <laughs> hitch and then my nose runs and i can't like my asthma just kicks in and it's, anyways cats are a hot mess and basically i need antihistamines if i'm even thinking about them so someone takes antihistamines for that reason can you go into a little bit more detail as to how someone would know they have an allergy and what symptoms to look out for because obviously some are like what I just described, but is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, well, as I mentioned before, allergies can really affect the whole body. So starting from the skin, which can cause a condition called eczema. So eczema is essentially itchy, dry skin, uh, or it can cause hives, which are welts that are also itchy. And then we can get to the eyes, which is a condition called allergic conjunctivitis, or and again, it produces itchy, watery, um, or dry eyes. And then the nose um, can also have allergies, and that's called allergic rhinitis. And again, that leads to an itchy, runny nose. And then it can also affect the lungs, which is asthma. And again, you can get itchy lungs, and that causes the wheezing, shortness of breath, the coughing, um, and then some people might just suffer from one of these conditions and others might have two or three or all of these systems affected. Oh, hands up for all of these systems yep. affected. You too, yep, right? Me too. <laughs> we have both have all of these things, the asthma, eczema, and allergies of the eyes and nose. Um, and that's probably another reason that we're doing this podcast together. I know people like that maybe have some symptoms, but they're not related to allergies. Is that possible? Great question. I mean, you can have uh, symptoms of non-allergic. So you can have something called non-allergic asthma or non-allergic rhinitis or non-allergic hives. So these conditions can also be non-allergic, meaning that they're not caused by a specific allergen that your body is encountering. And that's essentially what my job is, to help patients figure out when it is and when it isn't related to allergies. And that's what that testing can help with. Yeah. I mean, I think an allergist could be synonymous with like a detective. Yeah. <laughs> a body yes. detective. Is that what made you want to become an allergist, immunologist? Well, the detective part of it and um, making sure to get the full story from patients is definitely very interesting. But, you know, the journey to figuring out your field in medicine is pretty daunting. Um, for me, the field of allergy and immunology was really a great fit for a lot of different reasons. I mean, first, I like we discussed, I have asthma, I have environmental allergies of my eyes and nose, and I also have eczema. So I was that kid with the itchy eyes, the runny nose, the rashes. So I really sympathize with my patients and I understand where they're coming from. I mean, I wasn't allowed to really spend the night at my best friend Marissa's house because she had cats and I would always come home sick. I mean, I remember trying to minimize my symptoms to my mom so that I could stay longer, but I definitely remember coming back feeling super sick and uncomfortable. Um, but as a kid, you know, you just want to hang out with your best friend. So, and then, yeah. you know, also growing up, my mom actually also had allergies and asthma. And unfortunately, um, you know, she passed away from an asthma attack when I was only 12 years old. And that obviously impacted my childhood and the way that I saw life early on. And, um, and so now I love seeing how many new treatments we have for severe asthmatics, for example. And it's really nice to be able to help people like my mom. 
Do you think that what happened to your mom is what pushed you into wanting to go into medicine? Um, I mean, I think definitely that put, uh, you know, that was definitely something that changed every aspect of my life. And, but also my dad is a doctor. And so it was always something that I considered because it was something that I understood. You know, I, when you grow up and, you know, you have a parent that's a teacher, you have a parent that's an, that's a plumber or any kind of, you know, job that you're, that your parents doing, it's just something that you look up to. So I just loved watching my dad as a doctor taking care of family and friends as we grew, as I grew up. And I loved seeing how helpful he could always be to people. Um, when I was an undergrad, I was considering lots of things. I was considering social work. I was also considering te- being a teacher. But then I realized that maybe medicine would be the right path because I could be that teacher actually. And I could um, also be a healer. I mean, in medicine, we Mm -hmm. kind of do both things, you know, Um, and I could also travel with medicine. I saw my dad treat patients in India too. And I thought that that was really special that he can kind of be helpful wherever he was. And so just all of those things combined kind of um, helped me to kind of go towards the path of medicine. Um, But yeah, of course, my mom's death was, uh, was definitely um, a part of that. I think that gives you a special perspective as an allergist as well and as a doctor who can really relate to patients, which is something I know is definitely appreciated when a doctor knows how you're feeling and can understand what it's like to have a constant itch or not being able to breathe easily and to have that side of not just a clinical diagnosis but a personal connection. Yeah, I mean, I I think that knowing how it feels, like you said, to be itchy and congested and not be able to go to your best friend's house because you can't breathe when you come back, all of those things is, they just help me to understand what people are going through on a daily basis. And yeah, I hope that it, I hope that patients can see that. And I hope that it makes a difference in the way that I practice medicine. I think it definitely does because... Um, yeah, it's, that's the one thing I think patients get afraid of is not being understood. And so they get nervous when they go to the doctor. I definitely know that happens to me a lot of the times. And I have that extra barrier of doing it all in German. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, hot mess. Um, but I think that you bring a special perspective that we're lucky to get to get to learn more from. Um, one thing that I found interesting that I read yesterday was this article that said that one in 10 adults have allergies, which is like the headline. But then if you continue and you go into reading the article, you find out that a ton of them are self-diagnosed. Um, so this is why, first of all, when you read a, like a big headline in a magazine about something medical, please read the article to the end because this part came really close to the end about self-diagnosis. And it brings me to the idea of you as an allergist and patients getting nervous to see allergists because maybe they don't feel like they're going to understand what they're going through. But why should someone go to an allergist? What is the point at which they should just bite the bullet and go to an allergist instead of self-diagnosing, instead of using Dr. Google? Yeah, I mean, I I find that self-diagnosing allergies can actually lead to a lot of misconceptions and really more anxiety um, from my experience with patients. Um, as an allergist, I can help you identify what 
that allergen is so you can really understand what your immune system is specifically reacting to instead of patients kind of coming in avoiding you know multiple multiple foods because it just gets super confusing and i think that's what testing um, can really help with and then once we understand what someone's reacting to we can really help with those environmental control measures for environmental allergies and also food avoidance measures for foods and then also allergies can help the way that someone's reacting to specifically an environmental allergen because we can put patients on something called immunotherapy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so there's, I mean, I really think that someone should seek care from an allergist if they have symptoms that are not controlled by occasional over-the-counter antihistamine, if you spend an entire season taking medications which only partially help your symptoms, if you have asthma that requires the use of more than just a rescue medication, or you have symptoms more than twice a week, you should see a specialist. Or if you're avoiding a ton of foods and not really feeling and feeling anxious about it, you know, any of those kind of situations. Yeah, I think that that brings up this point of what, like this term I learned in DC actually called when patients normalize their symptoms, which is what made me is why I went to the doctor actually is because I was normalizing my asthma. So I was using my rescue medication like at least once a day right? during the spring. And I learned that that was totally not healthy. Like that's not managed asthma. And I normalized that as something that's okay. Or I normalized the fact that I stopped going rock climbing because my hand kept on bleeding because the chalk was just drying out my skin like crazy and my eczema was like at the worst I'd spin since I was a kid and this idea of normalization was was what hit home with me you know is what made me realize that there is so much more to these conditions than we just think there is and that you can live a, a normal life with control you know? yeah I mean I think that that for any <clears throat> doctor that practices allergy and asthma, we really want to make sure, and especially for me, because I have these conditions, I want to make sure that everyone knows that they can still go to their best friend's house, or they can still like, in your case, go rock climbing, or, you know, do all of the things that you want to do. As if you're taking the right medications at the right times, then there is a way to feel better, you know? And I think that's what every doctor really hopes to achieve is to get that patient that doesn't feel limited by their allergens. And that's kind of, you know, what, what we hope to do. And, but that, that can only happen if we know what's going on. So like you said, you know, knowing for the patient to know that not being able to do things is not okay. That's Mm -hmm. something that we really just, that's hard to kind of get the patient to understand. But once they do, it's nice when they start coming in and they start telling you, oh, I can't do this. And then we can just kind of shift around their medications. And all of a sudden, they're able to do whatever they want to do, if that makes sense. You know, that makes total sense because it's, it's, there are, I mean, the advances in medicine are crazy, you know, and there seems like in our world, something new every day, or at least that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also like there the advances are there and we can't be afraid to ask, you know, what is new and what options we have as patients. Yeah. I mean, if you, I've had patients that have waited a year to come back to see me and in that year, 
there are, there have been so many advances and you know and if i if i don't see the patient i can't help kind of introduce those advances um in their treatment plan so yeah i think frequent check-ins are are a great way to kind of prevent that kind of from happening, you know, and just kind of make sure that everyone's kind of on board and knowing what's happening and being able to kind of tweak things um, as they happen. Yeah, I think that the one thing which is important to know is what we need to look out for, because I didn't realize that I was normalizing my symptoms. And that's what I'm hoping we can do with this podcast is to show people what symptoms are and what exists within allergies, asthma, and immunology so that you do realize, you know, waking up because you can't breathe is not normal. So, you know, what, what does an allergic reaction look like or what are signs we can look out for to know that our eczema is not managed or our asthma is not managed. So that's, that's one thing that really excites me. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I feel like, you know, one of the reasons we starting this podcast is for patients to get a better idea of what's going on within their systems and to get an idea that's, as we said, um, or to get the answers that are researched and informed, and then to hopefully spark something within them that makes them want to go out and find more answers you know, and actually get themselves to an allergist, which is what I did, which I went like 20 years without any testing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I have a lot of patients that come in with the same story, you know, they've just kind of been self-managing with um, medications that they find over the counter. And, and that's the, that's the tricky part. You know, there are a lot of medications that are found over the counter and patients can sometimes kind of get by with those medications. But at the end of the day, there's just ways to feel so much better. And that's, that's what, um, I think that's what that relationship with your doctor, once you develop a good relationship with somebody that you trust can really help, um, with is just kind of that symbiotic, like relationship where we really are able to help make daily living so much nicer. Um, yeah. And that's, and I think, you know, today our podcast, We've kind of talked a lot about so many different things, but I hope it's kind of helped everyone understand allergies a little bit better. And, you know, we're going to delve into things much, much deeper as we go on, um, where we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what is a mast cell, what is Ig all of those things, but we kind of just wanted to introduce ourselves today. Um, And we want you to know that you can ask whatever questions that you're itching to know at any point. And you can let us know over our Instagram account. You can let us know over email. Um, We're, you know, we have our um, website up and, you know, please don't forget to subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast and just be be in that relationship with us, even on this podcast. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you need to know so that we make this the most helpful podcast out there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's don't be embarrassed because those questions are the most important ones, right? The embarrassing ones or what you think is embarrassing, but it might not even be embarrassing. Exactly. So we're here to answer all of them. And um, Courtney's here to make sure that I don't get stuck in the details too much and that it's understandable. So We hope that you enjoyed the first podcast and we hope that you'll be back to listen to more.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember that all information you hear today is for informational purposes only and are not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. And also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a second, help spread the word by rating our podcast and sharing with your friends and family who might also be interested in learning more about allergies, asthma, and immunology. You can always stay up to date by checking out our Instagram, The Itch Podcast, where you can leave questions you are itching to know, or check out our website, which is www.itchpodcast.com, which contains more information about the subjects we covered in today's episode and every episode. Until next time, have a fabulous week.